The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 216 we are live as always on YouTube and on Facebook. If you're out there in the chat, we don't know that you're out there unless you say something. So please say hello. If you're new to the show, new to the channel, let us know that you're a newbie. We'll try to pop that cherry very quickly for you let us know where you're from and we'll try to give you a shout out if you want to call ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends rod and shelly gates at aegis gun care that number is 530-364-4678 matter of fact we'll get i just got up to in route in route i don't know how you say it but uh to tulsa for the wanamaker tulsa arms um yeah talk to him and so uh we'll be seeing him friday if you're uh, a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and um, you're in that hole and you don't know if you can find a way out or whatever, um, call me, text me, email me anytime. Uh oh, sounds like I'm being a little robot -y. All right, I'm going to have to use things been going nuts with the internet. Let me see if I can get on my phone and we'll go with the phone tonight. And uh, and all that. Hold on, stand by, stand by, stand by. We'll do it this way. I don't having to go with the phone, but it might be our only option. Might be the Wi-Fi. It's just kind of crazy around here. So, all right, can you guys hear me now? All right, so we're just gonna do it this way then with. With the old phone and all of that. So uh, once again, if you guys are out there and you're a veteran or anyone really, but if you're a veteran, especially you're in that hole and you can't seem to find your way out, call me, text me, email me 24 seven. I, I can't give you medical advice, but I can probably pretty be a pretty decent ear to uh, listen to and, uh, and help you that way. If you are looking for someone that can get you some medical help and get you towards that situation, then by by well seriously utilize a veteran crisis hotline 1-800-273-8255 once again 1-800-273-8255 press the number one and um it'll definitely definitely get you some help out that way more importantly um yeah you're you're not alone in this fight you got a lot of brothers and sisters out there that are willing to help and the, always the number two thing is the world is a much better place with you in it. So get some help. We're always out here to help. Um, if you're interested, we are spotlighting the Marine Corps as always. So if you're interested in finding out more info on how to earn the title United States Marine, please contact or see the website marines.com. I do want to give a special quick shout out to all of my fellow devil dogs out there tomorrow is the Marine Corps birthday. So all of you out there that are on social media, I'm just letting you know 
tomorrow is going to be flooded with a bunch of Marine Corps shit. Don't care if you like it or not. It's just the way it is. That's how we roll. Um, so that's what we're going to do is tomorrow is the Marine Corps birthday. And then um, on Thursdays, Veterans Day. So happy Veterans Day. Thank you, everyone out there that served our country and all of that. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show. Uh, it is the largest gun show in the world. And it's 11 acres 11 acres under one roof in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Arkansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So if you've never been, they have it twice a year in April, the second weekend in April and the second weekend in November, every year they have, I want to say over 4,500, maybe close to 5,000 uh, tables set up in this thing. They stink about, oh, what? 20 to 25,000 people a day is that what they say, Clover, about 20, 25,000 a day come through there. If, if you're looking for something right. that's firearm related and you can't find it at Wanamaker, then you're not looking hard enough. Uh, it's not available. I promise you that. Um, so, yeah. Um, before we get going with this, I do want to go over, as you guys know, uh, and Calavera says, and a whole bunch of devil dogs getting trashed on booze. That may or may not happen. Just saying. Um, but... Um, as you guys know, on every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. over on our community tab on YouTube, we like to put out some polls. We put out three polls a week. Like I said, Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. We like to have a little fun with them. So um, let's go ahead and take a look at the three polls for this week. The first one was sent out, I guess, last Thursday, and it's got over 1,000 votes. This is one of those because we're talking about taking a road trip this weekend ourselves. But uh, – what would you like? What would you like most to do? I know I didn't word that real well because I'm not very smart. But the options are road trip, camping, hanging on the beach, hiking, or just chilling at home. TJ, what about you? If you had to choose one of those, and you could just you could that's your getaway. What would you rather do? Oh, I'd, I'd road trip it all the way, man. Yep, yep. Road trip. I, I enjoy a good road trip. That's just the way I am. The beach, the beach is lost on me. I mean, I, you know. Well, I mean, you're there, so I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, you can go to the beach anytime you want, really. You know. Yep. You know, which is interesting. When I lived out in California, when I was stationed at Pendleton, we lived, you know, a few minutes away from the beach, and I think honestly, we went down there like four times ever. It was just one of those things that who, who figures, you know? I mean, you're right there, but you never. I, and we live here in a lake, and. We never go to the lake anymore. So I guess if it's always there, you just kind of see, well, I could always go, but you never do. Right. I go, so. I go fishing a lot. There you go. Well, you know, I always put fishing on there, but, you know, I, I think people put fishing involved with camping. You know, it's kind of one of those things you do when you go camping is you go fishing. But uh, but I always put fishing as, a, as an option. I, I probably could have should have done that instead of hiking, and we would have you know, seen something different. But uh, Clove? I want to say Clover's probably going to go hiking. I, if I had to pick one thing that Clover loves to do, it's hiking, isn't it, bud? Yeah, walking, you know it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had no, to choose, I, which one would you choose? I Probably road trip. I'm definitely, I, I like driving. I'm not scared yeah. of it. I'm the same way. I, I do. I, I like road trips, too. That, would, that was my choose, choice was road trip as well. Right now. Uh, leading the way at 29% is camping, which is a little surprising. I, I know there's a lot of people that like to camp, but I, I didn't think you would be leading it. 
In second place with 26% is a bunch of lazy asses that would just chill at home. Although there's something about that. Having a good pot of chili and a fire going, watching a ball game. There's a lot to be said about this time of year, especially. But I was a little surprised at that. Road trip is 22% in third place. And maybe that's because of gas prices now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with it. But we'll see. Uh, hanging on the beach is at 15% and then coming in dead ass last at 7% is hiking, which I kind of figured hiking would probably, because once again, the same people that are voting for chilling at the house are like clover. They ain't going to go walking, especially walking through the woods. So, you know, it's what it is. Uh, let's see here. Our second poll question has 1.3 thousand votes. And once again, this is all kind of people don't realize, but this is all Wanamaker because we always seem to go get a steak or something on Saturday night at Wanamaker. So I asked, how do you like your steak cooked? Rare, medium rare, medium, well done, or it doesn't matter. Clove, what about you? All right, give it to me one more time. Fucker doesn't even pay attention. I swear to God. It was. It's like, I don't, so I didn't, I'm only seen, I think the only one I've seen was your, the one we just did. I think that's the only one that I've seen on your community tab. Okay. All right. Well, how do you like your steak cooked? Rare? Oh, burn the total crap out of it pretty much. You want it well, so... Yeah, you realize at that be. point. You realize at that point it's just jerky, right? It's got to be. No, I mean the outside, right? So I want a really like heavy sear on the outside, right? Okay. Um, and and so you, I you can, can still have a heavy sear, but have I, medium medium rare. Inside. Yeah, I can handle. I I don't want a whole lot of pink for sure, right? Okay. So I would say medium well to well on the inside. Uh, but yeah, I mean I'm just absolutely scorched on the outside for sure. Yeah. So at the absolute worst, you want it medium. You yeah, probably are it, more medium well or well done, right? And, and here's the thing. You got to realize I'm I'm somebody that's really into like smoking and slow smoking and, and grilling and other things too, right? And so it also depends on the cut of meat, right? So you can yeah, have an absolutely true. garbage piece of meat. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't cook that thing right, it's going to, it's going to be horrible. You know, so, um, you know, that that does make a difference and that's going to make a difference for me. That's going to make a difference. The quality of the cut of meat is going to make a difference in how I cook it because it's going to it's going to eat better that way. Right. Where it might not be optimal for a better cut of meat or a or worse cut of meat or whatever. Right. Now, is it ironic that two live moo out there says rare to he wants it mooing apparently still, you know? So, TJ, what about you? How do you like your, your That's steak? That's where I'm cook? at, man. Just, just hit it with the brand. That's warm enough for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll put it to you this way. I would rather have rare over well done. Oh, my god! But I, I like medium rare, and, and I don't mind it being, you know, I would rather have it not enough cooked than to overcook. But rare to me, it's still, I don't know, it's still, if I had to have it rare, I, I would take it rare. But I'd rather have it medium rare. I like it. I like. I like a little bit of blood, but I don't want it. You know, I don't want a cold center. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I along, it goes along lines with Clover saying that the the different cut of meat is you yeah, know, a little different. You know, you get a, a good steak. You know, just send you yeah. good enough 
you know, rare, yeah, rare you know it's one of those things that sounds bad, but you know, you can mess up a good you can you can mess up some some beef. And if it like you said, if it's a bad cut, if it's it's a really you know bad sirloin or strip or something like that, then yeah, I'll probably go medium with that. But if it's a good ribeye or something like that, I'm gonna go medium rare and let it be bloody because that's where the flavor is, you know. Yep. So let me ask you guys this because my wife knows this. Most people don't. If you see me using steak sauce, I love A1. I'll put A1 on a lot of stuff. But a lot of times when I go to a steakhouse, you'll know if I like the steak or whether I'm using steak sauce or not. If I'm not using steak sauce, and that steak has been is really, really good. But do you guys use any kind of steak sauce regardless if, if it's good steak or not? I'll uh, if, if it's a if it's a horrible steak, I'll throw barbecue sauce or whatever, whatever they have on it. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of hide the, the, the nastiness. Yeah. You got to hide something. Yeah. 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 No, I'll, I'll put uh, a one on my baked potato and stuff like that. And, and every now and then I do like the taste of a one. So I'll put some a one on the side. But if you see me putting a one on a steak, it means that steak's not very good. <laughs> I'm not going to let it go to waste, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover it up, you know. Um, let's see here. And our last, okay. So I didn't do about this, that 1.3 thousand votes coming in first place at 44% is medium rare coming in second place with 34% is medium. So we're talking 78%, almost 80% is medium to medium rare, which I figured that's kind of where most would be. Um, rare is at 7% and dead last, which is kind of interesting. Well done is at 14%. So there are other idiots out there that like Clover that like to just have jerky for um, How did hot well meat. done be rare? You're That's what I'm saying. I would rather you? choose rare over well done personally, but you know. Oh. And then there is 1% that needs to go to an insane asylum and say, it doesn't matter. It does matter. How you cook a steak does matter, folks. <laughs> Whether you want to believe it or not, it does matter. Uh, I, I fall into the camp that I it, it there's more to it than that to me. Okay, way more to it. I mean, it depends on well, the cut. You're more of a chicken guy, anyway. So you're, you're really I'm not. not, not I am not big on. I am not big on beef. I'm really not. I know, um, I know. You know, I love me some pork. I mean, I love my pork mm -hmm. ribs and and uh, big thick pork chops and stuff like that. And uh, and yeah, chicken is super versatile, right? Why everything tastes like chicken. Um, well, usually when we go out, you do like we went to the Texas Roadhouse last year. I think you had chicken instead of steak, did you not? I probably did. I, I don't know. I don't know to be honest. I don't remember. I remember. I remember. I think you had chicken. You usually do do chicken at here. Texas Roadhouse. I'm telling you, the loaded sweet potato is where it's at. I could care less about the meats when I go to Texas Roadhouse. To be honest with you, yeah. I know that sounds crazy. I know I it sounds crazy. Uh, no, the rolls are good too, but but the cinnamon, but the honey, but the honey cinnamon butter is all part and parcel of the rolls, right? But oh, yeah, 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 that that loaded sweet potato. Oh my God! If you've never had that, it's amazing. Now Foose just lost all credibility to his. He needs, he, you know, you just need to go kill something. Be, you know, get your man card back. Said so it matters how you cook a steak, medium well to well done. I'm just, I just don't, I don't understand those words. I don't get it. Now, Rich out there says, how can a guy from Texas not like beef? Make sure to check Clover's birth certificate. I agree. I never said I don't like beef. I never <laughs> said that. 
So first of all, first of all, poor boy has to eat what poor boy can afford to eat, right? And beef is typically more expensive. So you know, you if you find yourself having to eat pork and chicken because you can't afford steak, you know, then that's typically what you eat, and so your preferences follow along those lines. Unfortunately, I'll eat a steak. If anybody out there wants to buy me a year's worth of steak, I'll eat steak all year long. I'm just going to throw that on the table. If you if you're willing to do that, call on Mahal Steaks. My address is on the website. Have them sent to me a year's worth, and we're good. I'll eat them every single night. Not a problem. <laughs> there you go. That's the way to do it. Well, or you could just not buy. Four guns this month. You just buy three and have a steak. Come on, I've been, I've been selling talk. guns. What are you talking wait, about? Wait, did I just say that? I don't. I, I didn't really. I didn't mean that. It just. It just came out. It just. I don't know why Where'd I said. That? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> oh Lord! All right, and the last one of the following. Of the following, I only have five spots in these polls, guys. So, you know, I get yelled at every week. Why do you put this one? I only have five spots. But of the following, who's your favorite gun company? We're not talking about pistols or rifles. or Overall gun company. Glock, Smith & Wesson, Sig, HK, and Ruger. TJ, I'm going to start with you. Of those overall, what's kind of your favorite of those five? Oh, I'm, a, I'm a still a Smith & Wesson fan. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I think overall, I would probably go that route um, because yeah, I they, to pick one overall, like Smith and Wesson. Well, you're also talking about a, a manufacturer that literally makes every kind. They've got shotguns, they've got rifles, they've got ARs, they've got revolvers, they've got pistols. Whether or not you yeah. like all of their different platforms is one thing, yeah. but they they offer everything. You know, I probably got one of each too. I have everything except for a revolver, and I used to have one of those. Um, it is what it is, but yeah, I tell you what. I got a five hundred. If you want to shoot it, (laughs) do you really? Yes, disturbing. I saw I saw an idiot on one of his little shorts and all that a couple weeks ago that was dual wielding five hundreds. It's like you're. He took one shot. He's like, okay, I'm done. I was like, "Yeah, you're an idiot." I was waiting. This is this is going to end badly. It has to end badly, you know. It's it's but, it's a beast. Yeah, I've never shot one. I've never shot one. Yeah, they 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 look awesome as hell. Hell, it's got like a ten inch barrel on it almost. You know. Depends oh, yeah. on which one you get. They don't all have that. Well, the ones that I've seen always have. I don't know how long they are, but they're they're a, they're long barrels, and I don't know the, all the ones that I've seen are they make a tree. No, they make like a four-inch one. Oh, yeah. oh hell no! With a five hundred, you're crazy. No, that's like a four-inch Desert Eagle. No, thank you. You know. Yeah. Which? Well, how long is yours? It's the it's the long one. I think it's eight and eight and a half. It's eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was pretty long. Eight and a quarter, mm-hmm. something like that. Eight something. Yeah. yeah that's. I, uh, I like shooting it because I only have like twenty rounds for it, so. Well, I'm sure it's not cheap ammo either. Mm-mm. I don't um, have it either at the gun store. It sucks. Yeah. Plo, if you had to choose one of these companies, which one is your favorite probably? Bring it on. I know I know you're hating to say this, but say it. Go ahead and say it. It's okay. It'll only hurt for a second. I'm probably, I mean, 
know, I'm almost almost got to go Ruger, man. Oh, I, I figured you were going to hate to say Smith and West because you don't like their semi autos. But no, I mean you you you're you such get a big into, fan of the revolver, so you know. Yeah, but well, but Ruger has the Vaqueros and the Blackhawks and the yeah, and they uh, also got the twenty twos that you like. So. And the securities in the security sixes and a bunch of other things. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Ruger twenty twos and Mark. No, uh-uh, but yeah. Mark forever on me. But, um, but I do recognize. I do recognize the contributions they've made to a lot of things. You've got to look at like the 1022 uh, in yeah. the market there, especially what has driven the 22 aftermarket with that. Um, and at, at one time, they encompassed everything as a company shotgun, rifle, revolver, semi auto, right? Um, and, you know, when you're talking about the M77 and a bolt rifle, I mean, pretty amazing rifles there. So, and they've got the, the, the for the long range precision, they've got the American precision, which yeah. is a, a really good precision rifle as well. Yeah. When you, so when you're talking about company wide and all the different things they offer and all the different contributions they've made to the industry side of things, right? Not talking 2A, of course, but industry side of things, uh, you know, probably Ruger. Well, and there's a lot of people um, that may remember Smith and Wesson dabbled in some anti-gun oh, yeah. politics back in the day. So that probably yeah. helped a lot of people. Yeah. The Glock got the, got the, uh, got over on them with that. But yeah, Smith and Wesson was in bed with one of the Cuomo's from New York yeah. at one time back in the day. So yeah. Bastards. Um, and Glock come in and kind of snuck in under them and did some, and it was, it was for self benefit or company benefit for Glock. It's not like they did it for two a reasons, but it yeah. had two a repercussions, right? Sure. Uh, and so kind of put the kibosh on what Smith and Wesson was working on. Thankfully. Now stand up there. says Ruger makes a beautiful stainless revolver. Um, so I, I will say this also looking forward to see Stan. Uh, he'll be at Tulsa this weekend as well, as always, and we'll have to go and get some food, uh, as we always do. But Stan will be out there. Um, yeah, I mean, Ruger, they're all good. Now, I got a lot of love in the comments for Beretta and Walther. I couldn't disagree with any of those arguments. I love, people know how I love Beretta. And over the last few years, I have obviously grown to love Walther. So I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't argue those. But you only have five spots. And what I was trying to do is what people forget, though, is HK. HK has a lot of different platforms that they're involved in, too. You know, so I, I try to pick companies that aren't just kind of semi-auto pistols or whatever. That they, They've got everything. Yes, Walther did the 1911 for Colt and all that. Uh, they do have an AR. I think it's a 22LR uh, AR and all that. But, I mean... I wanted to go with the companies that have been around that they're doing multiple, multiple platforms. Uh, I love Beretta. I love Walther, but they didn't make the list because of certain things. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with people that say they love Beretta and Walther. Cause I'm, I love both of them as well. Um, Colt, huh? I said the freaking mute button got me. Oh, no, I was going to say you were mentioning HK, and I'm like, oh, you know, I never I never considered this until just now when you were talking about HK, but mm -hmm. I do have I do have HK shotguns, so mm -hmm. uh, I don't think HK's ever dabbled in revolvers that I'm aware of. At least not um, in the American market. I can't speak for what they're doing here, yeah. but probably not. Probably yeah. not. Uh, but, 
I, but yeah, HK is one of them things. So, you know, I don't know worldwide, but for me, HK is one of them things that it's just not a predominant American brand. You just don't see HKs yeah. anywhere and everywhere on the shelves like you do Smith and Wesson, Ruger, some of these other ones. And let's be honest, you don't see Walters that way either. And, and I say that with all the love in the world because my Walther PPQ might be my favorite semi-automatic centerfire handgun. Yeah. Now, 223 out there says, Clover, did did Ruger buy into Mauser? I don't know. Did, did they? Did, you might know that. I don't know. Did, did don't they buy into Mauser? Know. I don't know if Ruger owns Mauser or not. It, that's not the same Mauser, though. I can't tell you that much. And and Mr. Sunshine out there says HK hates <laughs> <laughs> I would tend to agree with that to a certain extent. I'd also tend to agree with that statement maybe with FN. Not because they hate civilians, but the vast majority of business that FN does is through military contracts. So uh, they make some great belt-fed stuff. Most of the military belt-fed stuff is going to be FN. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those that uh, Mr. FN says, would it like FN? Yeah, it's a great company. Once again, um, great company. I only had five spots. So um, it is what it is. Uh, now, I want to say, do you, you guys hear that Remington, I saw a press release, was it today or yesterday, Remington Firearms, now that Remington's broken up into about 8, 12 different pieces, Remington Firearms is moving their headquarters from New York, I think, to Georgia, and they're going to be investing $100 million into the company. So um, it'll be interesting to see what Remington Firearms are coming out like you know, pretty soon. That'd be kind of fun to see, you know? Well, I wonder, you know, I've got to wonder because, you know, they sucked up the Para brand, Para Ordnance, and then went Para USA and whatever. Yeah. And so I've got to think, I don't know the particulars on all of the different companies that were kind of brought in under Remington and the Remington yeah. eventually just phased out. Um, if the company that bought the firearm side of Remington, did they get all of those little companies as well? Was that part of the package, right? And potentially are we going to see the TAC-9, you know, pair ordinance and some other stuff? Because I would love a TAC-9, and they haven't oh, made them yeah. in years and years. Yeah, I, or I do. Or TAC-5, I mean. TAC-5, sorry. The TAC-5. There, there, there were certain divisions of the firearm that were sold. I think like, like the Marlin were sold separately. There, it was. But yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, it was such a weird sell, an, an auction and all of that, that – I don't know what particulars of what part of the yeah. firearms went where, because like I said, there were spread out over four or five different buyers, you know? Yeah. But see, Marlin was still active. Production was well, still yeah, active. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Right. But I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know what part of the firearms division went where. So I don't I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't either. As of right now, though, the votes, we had over 1,000 votes on this one. And uh, it's going to piss off a lot of people, but coming in first place with 28% was Glock. Smith & Wesson was 25%. Sig was 22%. Ruger, 13%. And HK at 12%. I will, I will say this. That doesn't surprise me, and not for Glock fanboys, but if people are looking at it from the perspective of the company, yeah, Glock, Glock is amazing in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as a company and them being able to seize and monopolize on certain things, 
um, absolutely amazing at that. Being able to play you know one side against the other and and get deals done and snake deals away from other companies and I mean phenomenal at that. And let's be honest, without Glock, you don't have the polymer handgun market we've got today. This is true, and which I love. That's that's what I am in yeah. handguns is. Yeah. Um, I probably would be a revolver guy. God, it gives me a rash just thinking about that. It probably oh, be a revolver guy. Thank yeah. God for Glock, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you read if you read the book Glock: uh, Rise of America's Gun, you know the 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 entry in there, the boardroom, right when Glock. I mean, you know, Smith and Wesson got sued for basically copying Glock, and it tells a story in there about <laughs> all these engineers are sitting at a table with the head of Smith and Wesson. And yeah. Glock is just cleaning their clock, talking about Smith yeah. and Wesson. Yeah. And he's like, guys, how do we how do we build a firearm that can compete? How do we design a firearm that can compete with the Glock? How do we do it? And the engineer said, We can't. And the CEO of Smith and Wesson said, then copy the M effort. Yeah. <laughs> Like exactly. that was the exact word. If you can't beat them, steal them. If you can't build it, <laughs> yeah. If we can't build one better, steal the idea. Basically, yeah. copy it. Well, there's there's a lot to be said about the whole Glock perfection, and that's 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 something that people like to bash on. You know, oh, Glock's perfection. Well, that's why you have to go and buy aftermarket. You don't have to. You can go buy a lot of aftermarket parts and make it maybe a better feeling gun. Yeah. But the whole Glock perfection, what people don't understand, or some people don't understand, is they're not saying it's a perfect gun. It's what they do at guns. They do it. They perfected what they do. There's a reason why they all look the same. There's a reason why they're all going to. You can take 27 Glock 17s, take them 100% apart, and just mix up the parts from all 27 guns, pick random parts, put it together, and a some bitch is going to fire. Every single time. So what they do with guns, how they make guns, they have perfected it. They're not saying it's a perfect gun. There's no such thing as a perfect gun. But they have perfected well, how they make guns. And, and they have also, there's a reason why they make guns the way they do, you know. It also speaks to their Glock perfection, you know, branding, whatever, um, that you know, from gen one to now gen five. There's very little changes. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If, if it wasn't if it wasn't as far as what it is, right, as good as it could possibly be, you would see massive changes from Gen 1 to Gen 5, and you just don't see that. Right. So that right there is indicative of, at least in that classification for those particular handguns, they are about as close to perfection as you can get because you just can't, you know, as innovation changes, right, and manufacturing processes, that's when you start to see yeah. changes in minor changes in the model, right? Sure. Um, but it's not like the company is thinking up new stuff all the time, right? That's not what drives them. And it doesn't now, have to. Said, and it doesn't have to. That being said, whether they we want to believe I, just, I wish they would I wish they would make some aesthetic changes because they are just as basic as they come. And I like I'm I'm not a Glock. I mean Glock is awesome. They function you know, think, flawlessly, but they're just. See, that's why I like I Glock is with, they're not trying to be pretty. That's there's think, something beautiful about simplicity. You know, to I me, think, I think with any day, I think with the ease of CNC technology, with 
3D printing and just the absolute huge aftermarket for Glock, that ship has sailed. Yeah. And I don't think you will ever see them do anything because that market is to. just the market is yeah. just too muddy. And you're right. They're such an established company at this this point. Worldwide, we have to keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Worldwide. You're not an American company. You they know? don't have to they <laughs> don't have to do anything, yeah. right? So Yeah, there's there's a lot to be said and we talk about this all the time with Glock and and, and, and who knows what's gonna happen when old man goes away. But somewhere down the road, there will be an AR. I truly believe there will be an AR or at least an AR-9 that takes Glock mags. I think that there is a design somewhere in a drawer, mm-hmm. and they're just waiting for Gaston to go because they know that he doesn't want until while he's there. But can you imagine how many Glock AR-9s they would sell the second that they came on? There would be a year waiting time probably. And, and, people, and people would bash it, but they'd buy the shit out of it. So, so I hear that Gaston will not even be cold yet, uh, and there will be a Glock lever action rifle. I'm just saying, that's what I hear. Whatever. <laughs> lever action rifles and I buy one. revolvers. I don't see it. I don't see Glock it. Glock is going to go as soon as soon as Gaston's gone. They're going to go lever action rifle and single action revolver. That's what you're so they're going to go. Fud. They're going yeah. straight. Fud. Straight fud, man. Straight. I would have fud. one. I would, I, it would be on my list. Yeah, I guarantee you. Yep. Now I want to say up here. Let's go, Brandon. By the way, love the name. Let's go, Brandon. Says he's going to be looking for a canic this weekend in Tulsa. Probably going to give my G40 to my wife. So I want to say this. Obviously, it's someone that's a, a normal here, but they changed their name to Let's Go Brent. Who is it? Because I don't know who they, they're, they're always going to be in Tulsa. I'd like to know who it is. They're, they've got an Alabama Crimson Tide, it looks like. Logo, maybe. I bet he'll have a who? Let's Go Brandon t shirt on when he's there. I hope so. I just want to find out who it is. It's, it's someone we know, but they've changed their name, so I don't know who it is. But oh, you remember last time? Was, Last uh, time we were that last time we were there, there was a dude walking around with an AFT T-shirt. Remember that? Yes, he was. <laughs> there was also a guy walking around that I don't want to speak about. So, yeah. Uh, oh, Donkey Puncher. Okay, it's Donkey Puncher. So Donkey Puncher will be there. Awesome. I cannot awesome. wait to meet the Donkey Puncher. Yeah. And Screaming Skull Sleuth says it's Janik. Actually, it's not. It's Canik. The people at Canik call it Canik. So maybe in Turkey it's Janik, nope. but the people who work for the company here in America call it Canik. Do they not, TJ? Because you they straight do. up asked them. They do. There's a there, we 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 uh, we talked to the guy. Yeah, and we we did a little video for Toby because Toby calls it Janik. And he well, said, totally it is weird. pronounced Can-ik. Janik, Canic, Chiapa, Chiapa, Fiocchi, Fiocchi. We know what you're talking about. So, who yeah. cares? It's Chiapa. It's Chiapa. If Fiocchi is Fiocchi, then Chiapa has to be Chiapa. Right. I'm not sure. I think I think G's trying to go along with the Glock thing still. He says cheese pizza made the place that saved pizzas from being illegal. Talk about being bland, normal. Like the cheese pizza is the Glock of the world. 
You may say you don't, you want all the stuff, but if you had to have cheese pizza, you eat the hell out of the cheese pizza. If you had oh, to yeah. have a Glock, you'd shoot the hell out of the Glock. So, yeah. yeah. I have I have a Glock. I have I I, I have some. Uh, I, have I hope to add. I hope to add one in Tulsa. Let's see. I hope you do too. I hope you add eight. You don't have. Well, you have your. You have your forty-two. I know you're, you're getting closer to a nineteen. We're gonna get Clover a nineteen eventually, but I think he's gonna. He's looking for a, a twenty-six. Are you not? I'm not gonna say because I just released a video earlier on the guns I'm looking for. So I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna spoiler alert. But uh, I'm gonna look. I'm looking for yeah. a lever gun. Shit, I don't want your shit, Clover. I don't want. I don't want your shit. Well, I don't care if you do. I don't care if you do or not. But you you know the answer to that question. Though, I know so, the answer to that question. So it's all good. Um, but there is a Glock on that list. Yes, we'll just say that. Now, Rich is Rich is he's being the Debbie Downer, but he's saying Gaston Glock didn't do anything to assist us. He did what he did to line his pockets. If he gave Agreed. a damn about our gun rights, he'd fight for it in his home country. What has he done there? No, hundred percent. Clover, go for it. I, I know you're dying. No, I, I said that. No, I said that's what, exactly what I said earlier. Maybe Rich yeah. come in late. But all of the good that, that Glock has done for the 2A has been ripple effect. They did it for company, corporate, money, whatever reasons. But By the way, that's what but, most companies do. But those, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but thankfully, all of those goals lined up. Because let's be honest, um, less restrictions in most situations, less restriction as far as gun laws are concerned means more sales, correct? Correct. It just makes sense, right? It's easier business. Um, so, yeah, I, Rich is Rich is spot on with that. Uh, but we still w don't want to discount. It just gloss over all of the things that they did, especially with New York and the Cuomo thing and Smith and Wesson, um, and um, all of the different things that they they contributed. Yeah, I mean they they weren't doing it for the right quote unquote right reasons or the noble reasons, sure, but. It still had an impact as far as two A's concerned. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The one thing we have to keep in mind is there's never been a company, a for-profit company, I should say, that has ever started in the history of mankind to sit there and say, "We don't care if we make money; we just want to do good." Those are called nonprofits. <laughs> yeah. For-profit companies, if, if that if that's their business model. They won't be around very long, much less 30 or 40 years being a headliner in an industry that gets attacked on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So they may not be out there in front doing a lot of stuff, but th they've done enough when they've needed to do. And I, I would say that for the most part, most companies will do what they can when they need to. Are they going to do it just because they feel like doing two-way stuff? Probably not. Yep. Because whether the people want to believe this or not, Sales go up when a two-way is under attack. From a business model, these companies don't mind when there's anti-gunners attacking because their sales go up. So there is that. And you can hate that if you want, but that's the truth. Yep. Uh, yeah. Innovation, innovation slows, right, um, when that happens because they don't have to, right? They don't have to innovate and tweak models and make – they don't really don't have to do that when there's a, a shortage or a craze or a panic buying situation going on. But consistently, here's the thing. Those situations cycle, 
we're we're not in and have never been in a perpetual state of panic buying, right? And so for a company to stay viable long term, um, less restriction is is optimal for them. So don't don't think that because you it, it would appear that a company is taking advantage in a in a panic situation that they don't have their eye on the ball and they don't understand the repercussions of of uh, you know ill effects negative effects on uh, on two a related stuff because a lot of them do at, at least let me back up a lot of born and raised grown in the United States companies do I can't I can't I would not I would venture to say very softly that some of your European manufacturers and things like that maybe not so much. G says, I don't need to believe that Gaston cares about me. When anyone to suggest that, his results are the decades of spec. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. You know, there's, and it's not just Gaston, and, and, and people will still remember Smith and Wesson, but Smith and Wesson has done some good things over the years. I mean, there's a, all these manufacturers do good things when they can. People still remember Springfield Armory. I get it. Uh, but understand Ruger. also a lot of the Ruger. A lot of these people are making decisions, not the companies. The people that run them, CEOs of these gun companies may not necessarily be gun people, guys. They're CEOs. They know how to get the stocks where they need to be for their stockholders. They play the political role. They understand how the business works, but they may not be in touch with the 2A community because they may not be gun people. They just may be very, very good business people. So don't crucify a company over someone who's leading it because the rest of the company, I guarantee you the people that are making your guns care more about guns than the CEOs do. Let's just be real about it. But that's just that's just my opinion. So um, yeah. Cal- Calabaris says Glock doesn't innovate anyhow, and that's a total farce. Um, here's the thing. You're looking at innovation from it's got a cool new WYSIWYG added to it or whatever. The innovation for Glock comes from the manufacturing and raw material and whatever side of things. The simplicity of design, which affects the bottom line and the cost, which then rolls downhill and other people can, other manufacturers can pick up on that tech, lower the cost of their firearms. New startup manufacturers can pop up because hey, this way of machining is way cheaper, and now we can build things here in the U.S. in our garage as a company uh, where we weren't able to do it before. So don't think for a second, as far as the industry as a whole, Glock doesn't have influence and innovation because they absolutely do. And it's money-driven, again, as we've we've established. It's money-driven. It's not not like they care about the industry or 2A, you know, when it boils down to it. But they do, they do, contribute to innovation for sure that's right that's right all right so wow i went down a rabbit hole but uh that was those are always fun i love doing the the, the polls because it always get a lot of great comments and all of that um so i enjoy doing the polls everyone makes fun of me when i start doing the polls now everyone's doing polls everyone made fun of me for doing top fives two years ago now everybody's doing top five so you guys can suck it uh i enjoy doing yeah. the polls yeah, <laughs> I, I I think they're fun, but they, they are fun because, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, you can go post a picture and all that, well, but the engagement is where it's at. It's fun to talk about what people are thinking. It's fun to see the arguments in the comments. It's fun to see that. 
because everyone's got an opinion and it's okay to have that opinion. But the topic of the night is Wanamaker, and yep. we've talked about Wanamaker. I went the first time, I don't know, six years ago, and just as a before I was doing YouTube, just enjoy it and all that. Been going since 2017, November 2017 was the first time I went as a media. I don't go every time. They have it twice a year. I go at least once a year. Sometimes I go twice. This year I'll go twice. Uh, Clover goes pretty much every time. But TJ, this is his first. TJ is flying in from Floridia um, and is going to be going to Wanamaker for his first time, which we can't be more excited about. First of all, I get to see you. I haven't seen you in a couple of years, so it's great to see you. But I think that you're going to really – we say this all the time. You're never going to look at a local gun show again the same way when you get done with this. Uh, it's awesome. So – I want to kind of start with TJ and say, when you decided to go, what was kind of the deciding factor for you to go, and what are you kind of expecting or looking for at Wanamaker? I was just, um, I mean, I just wanted to go to experience it. I mean, I heard Clover talk about it. I heard you talk about it. Um, you know, we're just trying to, with with shot being canceled last year, it was like kind of like, well, let's hit all the small, you know, I, I tried to hit every small event I could. Um, you know, and it's not, I mean, for me, plane tickets are cheap. I mean, yeah, I'm flying out there for 45 each way. Oh, that's awesome. So that's it's amazing. like, I mean, for me, it's a no brainer. I can go out there for a couple hundred bucks. Me and Crystal, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the wife. You can't go on a road trip for less than, for more, for less than that. Right. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, can't, I can't afford diesel to go out there. So, I mean, it's like, you know, for, for a couple hundred bucks, we're out there. We got, uh, we're staying at the same place. Everybody else is at the La, La Quinta and, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go check it out. You know, I'm going to, I've got, Everybody's been hitting me up with like, oh, you know, keep, keep an eye on, look, look, look for this, look for this, look for this. And I'm like, look here for myself. Everybody can kiss my ass. Right. You know, right. I, I want to see, I want to see what's going on. There's certain, you know, I want to, I want like a, a cool old, like distressed lever, lever action that I can. Oh, we can find one up. for you. I can fix <laughs> up and, you know, yeah, I know. I, you know, something I can fix up and modify and just, you know, just, just juice out a little bit. And, uh, you know, there might be something cool that I see. So I don't, you know, I just want to go experience it and, you know, get some contacts and, you know, do, do the gear report thing, you know, yeah. check it out. Well, you're going to be able to anything, anything and everything that you could possibly want to find. If you take the time to look for it is going to be there. Not saying it's going to be the best prices or whatever, but it's going to well, be available. That's, uh, that's what I'm worried about. I'm like, well, you know, I want, I want, you know, a couple guns, guns I want. I'm like, well, they're probably going to be a couple grand. So, well, no, there, there are some great deals. Some phenomenal. Clover can talk about the deals that he got just in last April. Um, there are some great deals to be had, but there's also some the, all the high end stuffs there. Like Buck Grandpa, uh, Gun Love Grandpa out there. He went in April for his first time, and he was looking for a 357 lever action. And we found a bunch, you know, uh, and he finally found one that he wanted, and he thought it was 350 dollars. What he didn't realize is that was 35 thousand dollars. <laughs> He thought the two zeros at the end were the cents. No, no, no. That was still part of the price. I know. Uh, they, 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 you can find guns for 150 all the way up to $100,000 guns. There was in 2018, Clover, remind, forget, remind me if I'm wrong. I think it was April of 2018. There was a guy that had about 10 tables and had his private collection there. And on Saturday afternoon, this big truck, they opened the big bay door and an 18 wheeler backed in. They loaded up this guy's. And it was gone. 
one million dollars guy walked up to the booth and said i'll buy your entire collection for one million dollars wired it to him right there and 10 minutes later it was gone so it's right. that kind of deals happen as well you can find a hundred dollar Mosin. you can find the million dollar yeah. collection mm-hmm. that's awesome there's the guy there's the guy there and he's not there every time <laughs> but he has got the most awesome snake gun collection that you've ever seen in your life literally any year any model any variation of a snake gun He's got it there. Yeah. yeah. And the great I, thing I, is, if I you like, it's going to be awesome. Stuff, you know, like I said, I, I go to the gun shows down here, the local ones, and they're, you know, they're, they're small, you know, maybe, you know, 100 tables, 150 tables. And it's, you know, it's, it's neat, you know, meeting people and stuff like that, but nothing like this. And I'm like, well, eh, it's cheap enough. You know, I, I am self employed, so I can do what I want. So I'll zip over there for a couple of days and hopefully yeah. find something I want. Well, you'll find something you want. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. There's there's deals to be had. There are deals to be had. Like Clover went with a couple guns he was looking for in April. He walked home with several guns, and none of them were what he was looking for. But he found such good <laughs> deals that he yeah. couldn't pass them up. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that happens. Um, for me, I'm interested because I always go to Wanamaker as far as the gun look. I, I you know, you guys know me. I'm a polymer semi-auto pistol guy and an ar guy well now i'm jumping into the long range stuff so now i'm going to be expanding my kind of looking to see what's out there for precision stuff which is fun as hell you know clover and i were talking privately uh about trying to get jeff i don't think jeff would make the trip but there's another side of wanamaker that i think he would really appreciate is downstairs there is a huge corner of surplus there's surplus stuff everywhere but there's one guy that has a huge ton of surplus stuff and that would fit right up jeff's alley too but uh, i don't know if we'll ever get jeff down there or not yeah i'll I'll probably go check him out for jeff yeah Yeah, uh, there is a lot of surplus as a matter of fact you know i'll always call or text g webs and say hey i'm at the surplus store do you need anything because i'll buy him and send it to him if he needs them and he'll say i might need a poncho liner or something like that but They've got, and like I said, it's not just guns. It's it's bags. It's ammo. It's t-shirts. It's hat. It's training aids. It's reloading supplies. It's surplus stuff. I mean, anything and everything. It's an eleven-acre gun show under one roof. It's unreal. I might have to get a new pair of shoes to walk that. You better have. You better not wear new shoes because you'll have blisters in ten minutes. Um, better have comfortable shoes. And Clover will kind of tell me about this too, but I want to say if if you stop at every table in the entire show, I think you can be there for seven seconds at each table to see. Man, it's like it's like thirteen or something. Oh, well, it's right. thir- okay, you're but, at thirteen yeah. seconds if you want to stop at every one. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I'll probably do what we do in the basement. I'll I'll do the the, the wander through and and anything catches my eye or anything I'm looking for, yeah. like all right, boom, I'm here. Well, the good thing is we have a table as well, and everyone that kind of comes back will take a break and all that. Hey, you know, anybody see this, this? Oh, yeah, I saw that over there. So you get, everyone's kind of looking at other stuff, and they'll remember. If you still, hey, everybody, if you see this, text me and let me know, you know. So so I know I'm the FUD in the room, um, and yeah. I know a lot of people are new to firearms and, and you know, compared to me and everything else. But I, I've got Rob out there. I've got 2A all day and some others talking about gun shows and being overpriced. 
I hate to break it to you, but I can remember gun, going to gun shows in my teenage years and people talking about crap being overpriced. So that's never that's yeah. it's never been any different. Um, I can remember going to flea markets and all kinds of other things where the vast majority of stuff, people are complaining that it's overpriced. Part of the fun of going to gun shows, especially this one being the largest gun show in the world, duh, uh, that in and of itself is great. Uh, but part of the fun for me with going to gun shows is, yes, the vast majority of it is going to be overpriced, but where are those hidden gems? that are on a table somewhere, in a corner, under a box, whatever the case may be, that are not. That right. are the bargains and the steals and the buys, right? Those are, obviously, those are few and far between. If I go to the largest gun show in the world and only buy two guns, come on with two guns, they're few and far between. But they're out there. And that's part of the fun. It's like a treasure hunt almost. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm sure, I'm sure everything's negotiable as well. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and remember, just like any other gun show, the sticker price is just the sticker price. It doesn't right. mean that's the final price. Yeah. Right. And and you've got to put it in perspective, too. Here's the thing. If you're going to a gun show um, and Ghost, you know this, you walked around with me. Um, if you're going to a gun show and you're the type that you like the poly striker fired semi-autos and you like AR-15s and that's pretty much it. You don't care about bolt rifles, old school shotguns, so old you're school. Talking 22s, about me. Yeah, exactly. That sort yeah. of stuff, right? <laughs> well, you walked around with me, you know what I'm saying. If you're only yeah. into that sort of thing, those are the things you're least likely to find a good deal on, is the problem. Yeah. So yeah. by only being into that as far as the collectability and what you like to shoot and what you like to collect, you restrict yourself at what you're gonna find and the value you're gonna get from going to a gun show, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Weston out there says Wanamaker is the best $10 you can spend all year. That is true. Um, and Wes will be there. He lives there. So we get to see Wes every year as well. So yeah. uh, looking forward to see him as well. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like any other gun show. It's just 20 times bigger than anything you've ever seen before. And and it's one of those things where you go to your local gun show and you're like, okay, you might spend 15, 20 minutes and you've seen it all. And you're like, okay, everything's overpriced. Yep. There's really nothing here that I don't that I don't have or that I you know want, and then you go to this one. You're like, my local gun show takes up about one twentieth of this space. So, you know, like I said, if you're willing to walk around and look, there's something for everyone there. Well, Whether if, if you're willing to look and you're willing to look, maybe open your horizons. Okay, I want an, I want a Smith and Wesson MMP 15 Sport. Well, you may not find one of those particular ones for a great deal, but if you're willing to look, there's all sorts of ARs, or you can buy an upper. Well, you know, I've got a lower at home. Oh. I can just buy this upper. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. If you so, open your mind, there's, there's options for everyone. And so here's a novel idea. How about you go just wanting to soak in the ambiance, even if you're talking about a local show, and what is something cool that you can see there that you've never seen before, Right. I'm going to go to this show. Don't go looking for, you know, great deals necessarily, but go and just soak it up. And especially when you're talking about something like Wanamaker, it's so huge. You're going to see stuff there that you will never, ever see again in your entire life. You've yep. never seen it before. You'll never see it again. You'll see stuff you never knew existed while you're there. Right. And so. Yep. We get hung up in because it's a gun show, we're going and we got to buy something or whatever. And, and I like what Wes has said, just going and walking around in the experience is worth the 10 bucks. Um, yeah. There was 
to put it in perspective, and the vast majority of people could care less about this, Rich is out there, and he knows what I'm talking about. But original Colt Walker revolvers, there's like 30 yeah. in existence in the world. There's like 30. 15 of those, of half of those. One year when we was there, there was there was at least 15 there, at least yeah. at that show. Half yeah. of the Colt Walkers in the world were at that show, were under that roof in that building. That was amazing. And there's no joke because some of us helped move it. It was, was it a, was it a, it was a big ass Gatling, Gatling gun. gun? It's a Gatling, Gatling gun. It was a Gatling gun or a yeah. cannon. But we're talking like an original Gatling gun was there for sale. And they had to have people help move it out to the trailer when they got done. So some of us got to help move this Gatling gun out to the parking lot. But I mean, we're talking like an 1880 Gatling gun. It was just like, holy cow, this is amazing. Like, when are you going to see that for sale somewhere? You know, you might see it in a museum, but you're not going to go to a gun show and see a Gatling gun for sale. Right. You know? right. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. And, and there was, there's all, they haven't had the last couple of times, but there usually is some sort of the bottom floor, some sort of an exhibit. Sometimes oh. the NRA is there, but they had some really cool. They had about three years ago, the NRA was there, the NRA Foundation, or someone was there. It was a traveling ex exhibit, and it was the guns of World War II. And they had a gun of every country and that was involved in war, had their guns there. You couldn't buy them, it was just an exhibit. But it's like it, there's his, there's history there too. Yeah, it's, the it's totally amazing. The the high standard collectors club has been there before. The Smith and Wesson Collectors Club, the Ruger Collectors Club, um, Jam Davis even has a booth there. If you remember, yeah. uh, from yep. the Jam Davis Museum, uh, there's many, 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 uh, you know, collector type booths that are there, which are, yeah, you're you're right. Those are really freaking cool. Now, the Finch dad says that maybe Snob will find a good deal on their Altor. Um, <laughs> rumor has it that they're giving away Altors to anyone that shows up. Just saying. Right. <laughs> right. I can guarantee you. It might be a glue gun. I'm not real sure. One of the two. I can guarantee you there there is a Smith & Wesson of some sort that Snob is going to be looking for. I can promise you. He always is. He's yeah. always looking for at least a couple different Smiths. and He's always looking yeah. for a good timber. Um, I, I don't know if he, 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 he was, he almost found a Kimber in April, I believe, but then he didn't get it, but he's always looking for a Kimber. I think it's for, for Stacy though, but, yeah. um, I mean, everyone goes, well, like Clover, Clover went to Wanamaker in April looking for a couple different Marlins to finish out his collection. Well, he walked away with several guns, but they, none of them were Marlins. So, I mean, like I said, if you're, if you're opening your eyes to good deals, you never know what you're going to find that, that you're not even going there looking for. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen one of those and, in years. That's a hell of a price, you know. And that and I'm that going, Stevens I'm going for the ambiance. That's pretty much it. So I'm going to the, go for the experience. Yeah. So the, yeah. if you remember the Stevens that I picked up, I found it literally like less than an hour before the show closed on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. So I walked around that entire show. I never did see it anything else, and walked by a table, and I'm like, oh, it caught my eye. Just because of what it was and how good it looked, right? Uh, it was all shiny and stuff, which that's going to catch my eye real quick. But uh, I was like, whoa, you don't see those in that good of shape, you know? And walked over there, picked it up, and, uh, you know, chatted you know, chatted the guy, and threw him an offer. He took it and, you know, done there was one. There was one that you threw an offer, but he he said a comeback letter he, went, he wasn't sure about. Was that... 
remember which one that was. He went back like an hour and a half later. He says, all right, let's do it. I can't remember which one that no, was. No, I had to do paperwork on that sucker. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that had to do. This guy was an FFL, and I'm used to here in Texas having the LTC. I'm used to walking in, paying down the money, filling out the paperwork, walking out, right? And because it was Oklahoma, they don't accept the Texas LTC to bypass the Knicks. And, of course, there was a line of people wrapped around the booth 15 times waiting to check out, right, and stuff. And so I gave him my info, and he was going to run the check, and he just said, come back later uh, and pick it up. So I paid for it. I gave him my info. Obviously, you know, he had my LTC. He knew I was going to be good and all that, and he's like, well, not a big deal. We'll finish it out and just come back. You know, stop back by later. We'll put your name on it. Not a big deal. Uh, and I had to go back and pick it up because of that. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even – I, I did not even done. argue the price on that one. That's what was okay. crazy on that one. That was that <laughs> Winchester 121Y, and um, I don't even remember. It was marked like 120 or something, and I'm like, holy crap, and it looked brand new. It looked like nobody had even worked the action on it. Uh, it was crazy. And I called the kid over there because I thought maybe it was a buck situation, right? I thought maybe somebody put the put a, a decimal instead of a comma or something. That's on a twelve thousand instead of one hundred and twenty. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, and I was like, is this right? And and he's like, he's like, yeah, that's what it says. I was like, it says one hundred and twenty, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I want right. it. You know, <laughs> that simple. I didn't even argue on that one. Didn't now, I will say this, you know, Buck was looking at $35,000 rifle. Um, from what I understand from Buck is he has cleaned up all of his credit cards and be willing to spend the 35000 on that lever action that's still there. there, you, there you so, go. you know. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, there's um, there were some, there's, there's so many. I mean, like I said, you can look all day and you'll find some good deals, but the cool thing about it is, is you can literally go to Wanamaker, not buy a damn thing for two days and have the time of your life just looking yeah. at some stuff. Like Rich said, he's yeah. never seen a Colt Walker in the wild before. He's only seen in museums. You go to right. Wanamaker, you'll see them. You'll hold see it. stuff that you've never seen before for sale. Literally, literally get to hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's the cool thing. It's a gun show. They, they're not saying, don't touch my guns. It's They're for sale. You better well, touch it if you're going to buy it. Uh, ask them, but, but, but still, they're not, they're not going to sit there and say, if they don't want you to touch, they're going to put them in glass. So, and a lot of people do have stuff right. in glass. Yeah. But that's about it. You know? Yeah. So, you know, one thing when we were talking about the Collectors Club, one uh, Rock Island Auctions is someone that is there pretty regularly set up. Um, and yeah. you want to talk about some uber rare, really cool, belong to some, some famous people, guns that they have on display. Um, oh, yeah. They, yeah. They got some pretty crazy stuff Rock Island Auction does. And it's all behind glass. I mean, you can't pick it up. You can't play yeah. with it. But um, but it's well, you know what? You probably could if you did. If you, some type, them. If you did ask them and being media, and you did some type of interview or something like that. They potentially would take it out and talk about it. Right. So you could. Um, I tried to do that once before. I've never spent any time with them. First of all, the audio is is really bad there. You've really got to have you know really decent mics and some other well, stuff. It's just like the, the audio in the dungeon at shot. If you're used yeah. to that, TJ, you're yeah. going to be fine at Wanamaker. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. big it's a big open room. Thousands of people walking around metal building, um, but um, 
you know, it, it was, they were so busy that I never could squirrel one of them away. You know what I'm saying? Pull one of them away for long enough to do it. They were open to it. They just, as, as soon as I would walk up and he's like, and somebody else would walk up and that was business. And I didn't want to, you know, that's one thing about this type of show when you're going as media, you don't want to interfere with them making a sale and, oh, yeah. and the business aspect of it at all. Yeah. The one thing that you will, it, it's, it's, it's having gone to show it's a shot show for so many years, the, the, the logistics of working the show, you're going to be fine with the difference is, is until 2017, they'd never had media at this place. And we're still the only ones they issue media passes. So most people aren't still used to having media taking pictures and video. So it's one of those things, hey, you mind if I take cold pictures of this gun? I'm media and all that. That'd be fine. But it's not like shot where you can just walk up and take pictures of videos. Still ask them because some people will say, yeah, but don't get me in the picture or whatever. Uh, it's still a strange little thing because, you know, at gun shows, they don't like cameras there. This is the largest gun show in the world, and they're still getting used to of having us there because um, there are some people that are this will be their first time as a vendor. So they're not going to be used to having cameras around either. So it's one of those things where it is what it is, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's a good segue, I guess, in a way to bring up and kind of talk about Rod and then talk about as a creator, yep. I think some of the yep. relationships and some of the companies that are there. Now it's a gun show. So as far <laughs> as companies go from a creator standpoint, um, there's not a lot of that. Uh, you know, there's, there's no beating around the bush on that. Is it a good proving ground for a creator that wants to go to a shot or an NRA or something like that? And maybe is a little bit hesitant on it. Yes. It's a great proving ground to get you in the mindset of dealing with crowds and dealing with aisles and dealing with noise and all these other things going on. Right. Um, but as far as the amount of businesses, manufacturers, things like that, there, um, there's just not there's not a whole lot considering how yeah, much stuff are, is there. They're smaller. They're they're smaller yeah, companies, they're regional yeah. companies. The Glocks, yeah. the big dogs aren't there, but you'll have like Fort Scott Munitions. You'll have a ton of like smaller up and coming holster companies, right. ammo companies, mm -hmm. AR. You'll have like Durkin. Uh, was it Durkin? What are they called? Durkin is it Durkin? Yeah, Dur Durkin Tactical. Yeah. yeah. They're well, they're going to be a lot of the smaller ones are the ones that need it need the press. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that. This so, is right. for most of these. You know, there, there's a lot of these individual collections. There's a lot of these gun shops that will bring their stuff, but there are companies there, mm -hmm. and for them, this is their shot show because they can't afford to go to shot. Oh yeah. So there That's are great. companies there that want to do. I mean, you know, Clover's got some people that sponsor a lot of his stuff yep. through. Stuff through there through, the show. through Wanamaker. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. That's sort of what I was going with that is, you know, that but some of the relationships you can make there are lasting awesome relationships. So you know they, they have some really cool like steel target companies and you know like I said these are regional guys that are trying to make their mark that for them this is the show of the year for them. This is where they make their year is at Wanamaker. So they are going to be looking for getting some help. And having gear report there, I mean, sure, Clover and I are there as us, but we're also say, hey, you know, we also write for gear report. But you being there with gear report, having the gear report stuff on, there is some of these companies that were like, holy cow, this would be a great write up for us. So, I mean, there are going to be a lot of opportunities, 
but I don't want you going there thinking this is the dungeon of Shot Show. It's it's no. it's still the companies are smaller than the dungeon people, you know. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of. I mean, it's like my well, local dungeon. I mean, I know like any any of the guys who are there. I mean, any of the the manufacturers and stuff. I've, I already know them. Who are right, there, exactly. So I've already it's like Black them. Rain's always there because they're from Missouri, so they're always right. there. Uh, Fort so, Scott. So I've already, I've already dealt Fort with them, Scott. and I, you know, I know I know how they are and stuff like that. So right. it's like you know, I, I just want to go. Like I said, I want to go check it out. You know, if I find something cool, maybe I'll get it. I'm bringing a couple stacks. Um, so there, there you know, are companies. There are a few companies, and that's sort of what I was right. speaking to earlier. There are a few companies that you do see at Shot Show in the Dungeon <laughs> that are that are yeah, there. So, yeah, yeah. But for most of it, this is their biggest thing of the year is Wanamaker, um, right. and that's cool because they bring out all of you'll see all sorts of med kits. You'll see. There's tables and tables and tables, and Clover and I are the first one to admit I still have them that I still use them. There are companies that do backpacks that you can find any size of any kind of any shape of any whatever backpacks or bags. There's everything there, and these are the companies that can't afford to do. This is the biggest thing they do all year, and so there is business to be done. It's just going to be one of those things where. They're more regional companies, but with our help, we don't know. Maybe these companies do turn into something bigger and they, and they realize that, you know, well, it's a bigger deal. So for, for example, let's, let's talk about the steel target company in the, in the paper target company, right. That I met at at Wanamaker that I've worked with for years now. And my, my Patreon patron people out there, they know all, all too well who they are because they give away prizes every month. But, um, so the thing is, those are small local business. One of them is based out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. The other out of the DFW area. Uh, the steel targets in Broken Arrow and then the paper targets in, uh, in the DFW area. So they go around to different shows and they work the Internet. They work their website, right? It's web sales, right? Yep. Well, yep. unlike big, huge companies at a shot show or an NRA, right? If I could generate one target sold a month or two targets sold a month that's huge for them right yeah exactly that's a huge thing for them they're not looking for me to for somebody that necessarily can sell thousands of targets a month for them like yeah they're they're not looking for they're not working with distributors they're working to the actual buyer where the big companies they sell the distributors you know yeah direct to consumer and we as influencers as creators as whatever you want to call it um we're able to generate more for them because of the fact um that it's direct to consumer so when we send somebody to them they they sell that um as opposed to like you know pimping out glocks or something right well you know, ultimately, you're helping Glock, but that's got to go through a distributor, to a dealer, to a this, to a that, to a this. You know, it's a real muddy, murky process where um, they see direct benefit from working with folks like us, too, which is, is really cool. Yep. You know, and Stan, you know, Stan's a good friend of ours, and, yep. and we get to see Stan a couple times a year. He's there at Wanamaker all the time. He has a gun shop, and yep. he's coming to Wanamaker from nebraska to sell stuff and he's not going through a distributor he he's he is the retail guy but he's this is you know he's going to sell some of the stuff he has and he's looking for guns to buy also to supply his shops i mean 
Yep. The cool thing is what most people don't get to see, and I've seen it once, Clover's seen it a few more times than I have. I think I saw it the very first time we went, is we happened to be able to go there on a Friday while they were setting up. Yeah. Wanamaker behind the scenes is crazy on Friday because that's when the dealers are setting up, but that's when the dealers and the vendors do their own business with each other right. before the public gets there. And it's nuts. It's nuts, you know? Yep. And now, go ahead. I was going to say that Rod and Shelly are going to be there with Aegis Gun Care. They're going to have a booth and all that. Yeah. And one of the reasons, yeah, they want to sell their stuff. They want to sell their stuff to the public and all that. But one of the biggest things is, is they're going to be able to get there Friday and hopefully talk to some of these gun shops from around the country and say, hey, would y'all be interested in selling our product in your gun shop? And that's more beneficial than selling to the consumer at, at Wanamaker Yes, they want to get their product out there, but the availability of having all of these different gun shops from around the country, because there's, there's, if you look at the parking lot, there's going to be a car from every freaking state, including Alaska, yeah. at this gun show. And so there's opportunities to get in front of dealers and gun shops around the country for someone like a gun cleaning company to say, hey, would you be interested in doing a deal with our gun cleaning gear? So there's that side of business side of, of, of Wanamaker also. So it's awesome. It, the whole dynamic is really crazy. It's really fun. It really is. It's a, it's, it's a bucket list place for sure. So I want to, I want to back up <laughs> a second, if it's okay and kind of give a pro tip, I'm sure you will agree with this, but with Stan out there, SS Pawn, he was talking about, you know, his relationship, of course, with Travis P 11. Um, if you're out there, you're an aspiring creator and all this stuff, um, having a relationship with a dealer, with an FFL, with a local gun shop or even multiples, um, you cannot even begin to imagine how awesome that is. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I, I have that with a few. Uh, so I yep. can only imagine the, the relationship that Stan has with, with Travis P11 and, and vice versa. But it, it's very beneficial to both you and those shops. Um, so yep. if you're doing content and stuff, make friends with your, your local gun shops. Let them know what you can help them out and what you can do for them. Um, I know I have, I have free reign. Um, I don't, I'm usually so busy doing stuff for, for companies nowadays that I don't really have time to do it. Uh, but anything used that comes in my local gun shop, I can go up there, pick it up, bring it home, do a video. They do not care. I mean, I'm literally on the, basically on the payroll for them. I'll tell you another, I'll tell you another example with Stan, just in Stan in general. Stan's got a gun shop in Nebraska. I live in Arkansas. Now, I have great friendships with a lot of the gun shops around here. But last April, I was looking for a couple different pistols in particular. And I found a couple at Wanamaker, but they were just overpriced, honestly. Um, we, were went, we then went to dinner Saturday night to the steakhouse, and Stan went with us. And he's like, I think I might have one in the shop. Let me call you when I get back to my shop on Monday. He sent me a text. He said, I've got it. Here's the price. I give him my credit card and he mailed to my FFL. This is a, a gun shop in Nebraska. I do business with because he's a good guy and he's got the inventory. So like I said, you know, it's not just the gun shops around your area. If you go to Wanamaker and you meet and you see someone, you know, I can do business with Stan anytime I want, just by calling or sending him a text. Hey Stan, do you have this in stock? If you so, what's your price on it? And Stan's going to be very, very fair. Like, perfect. Send it to me. I mean, so it's just one of those things where it's the networking, which is really cool. And ultimately, it comes down to keeping – and G-Webs has been like this for, for decades. 
keeping local gun shops afloat is really where it's at because they're in the trenches of this war. So uh, meeting people like Stan, who's willing to help out as much as he can, it's a business. He's got to make money, but he's also going to be very, very fair. He can still make money and not screw you. And that's when you know you've got a good friend is someone that will say, hey, here's the price. It's a fair price. And he'll send it to you. You know, it was like, do it. So, yeah, and I'm just using an example. There's a hundred of those. You'll be able to meet. There'll be gun shops that you go to Wanamaker. There'll be gun shops within an hour of your home that you've never heard of that will probably be there. Well, you might meet some of those and start a relationship with those gun shops that are an hour from you instead of 20 minutes from you. They're beneficial, man. These people are, they're the salt of the earth, man. I'm telling you, gun shop people, if you've never been to a gun shop before ever, I'm sure everyone is listening to this has. People talk about coffee shops and old guys hanging around coffee shops having a good time. Go to a gun shop. Some of the most interesting conversations you'll ever hear in your life are having, drinking coffee at a gun shop. They're great. So, um, so Rob out there is, is making a good point. He said things don't seem to work that way in New York. And yes, with, with silly you know, state regulations, um, which thankfully most states don't have, have all of that. Um, yeah. yeah, I can see it. I can definitely see it being problematic. Um, however, I do think that there's potential, there's still in that capacity. I do think there could be potential workarounds. Maybe, you know, I mean, because you're talking about, he says it has to be on his permit. Well, if you're an employee of that FFL, does it have to be? And right. does that FFL have have a range? And could you potentially just go there and take the used firearms? You, obviously, they wouldn't want you shooting a brand new firearm because that then makes it a used one. But you know, could you then take the used firearms into the range area, be in an agreement uh, to be able to do something, and at least get B roll or something, right, with that firearm, and then do you know a tabletop review, stand in front of the camera and talk about the other aspects. But you've got at least B roll with a range. I think there's there's still even that. Totally admitting and, and saying that Rob is, is spot on that certain regulations do create a hindrance, but I still think there could be some some room to work there. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the- most gun shops are pretty cool. I mean, especially if you if you frequent them a lot. I mean, I, I I mean I guarantee I can go to down to to my local place, Beachside Pond, and pick up any gun and and be like, hey, let's do some B roll and this and that. And they'd be like, yeah. all right, cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no that's problem. the great thing. I get I get this comment and emails and comments on videos all the time. Especially when I talk about, hey, turn on a camera, be part of the, you know, the solution and all that. A lot of people email me or comment in videos saying, I only have two or three guns. I don't have a whole lot of guns to do content with. Go to your local gun shop, tell them what you're doing, and say, hey, maybe we can work out a deal where once a month I come in, do a video on two or three of your guns and spotlight, hey, deals of the month at so-and-so gun and pawn. Yep. You're getting, you're getting, but you're also getting you know, if they have a hundred guns in there, there's a hundred videos that you could do. You don't have to own the guns to do a review on them. Right. You don't have to own a gun to do a tabletop review or whatever. You just have to be able to go and ask them, say, Hey, can I handle one of these? Do a couple of pictures and a quick video on them. I'll yeah. mention your gun shop. It helps them out and you're getting content as well. Real quick. Um, hey, I appreciate it. The mandatory carry says never going to be on time. You never are brother, but it's Okay. Thank you for the $5 super chat. I really do appreciate you very much. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's the great thing about gun shops is you can help promote your local gun shop. And if you talk to them about it, get some really cool 
Like for me, I'm not going to own lever actions and, and shotguns out the wazoo, but I go into my local gun shop, but there's some sweet rifles in there, sweet shotguns that I would never own. But I was like, damn, that's a $12,000 shotgun. Can I do a video on that? So That's cool as hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So two, two things. Um, one is that when you're, you know, when you talk about promotion, you got to be careful with the monetization side of YouTube. Um, so, um, the workaround for that you're is starting out, well, though, you're not worried about monetization. A, so you're, you're really not, if you're not monetizing right. already, it's not going to matter, but let's say you are. Okay. Let's go under that premise for a second. So here's the thing. If, as long as you've got their logo, their signage, something behind you while you're at that shop talking about it, anybody watching your video from that area probably is going to recognize that, right? Yep. So anybody that's likely going to buy that anyway is probably going to realize, hey, oh, that's here in my town or whatever, right? So film inside that location. And this is the other thing. If it's a situation where you live in an area that's got crazy laws and rules and regulations, just do your filming, make a deal, and do your filming there at the shop. I've done it before. Stand I, behind I, I the counter. I stand behind the counter, and they they yeah. they kind of roped off a spot for me. And, yeah. and you yeah. know, here the thing about it is cool is people were coming in and out of the shop, and they're kind of what's going on over there. Yep. And for them to ha- it sounds crazy, but yep. for them to have a quote unquote gun tuber YouTuber in their shop doing a video that brings kind of some cool stuff for them as well. You know. Yeah, it, uh, so, yeah, just do it there in-house. Cut a deal with them. Do it there in-house. You can do a lot of different things. You can talk about, you know, when that was produced, when that firearm was produced, what all types of things are available as far as options, what options that has on it, the capacity, the calibers. The, there's a, you, can, you can get out a four-minute or so video, you know, just holding a gun and talking about it and taking some B-roll pictures and stuff like that. Well, especially for someone that's like, hey, I only own like two guns, so I can't, I don't have enough guns to really start doing content. We talk about that premise. Go to the gun shop. You have an unlimited supply of firearms that they're say, man, this is a gun that I've been looking at. Maybe I will buy this. And this is my local gun shop. Let me tell you about this gun. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things where you've got an unlimited supply of gun videos that you can do and you're helping that local gun shop more importantly. Um, so having a good relationship with your local gun shop works on so many levels. I mean, yeah. so many levels and it oh, reaches yeah. right. Eric over there, you know, he started filming the guns in his pawn shop, but he worked at the time. That's exactly right. He worked at a gun at a, at a pawn shop and he's, that's how he started doing it. Now he's Iraq better 88, 88. I mean, everyone knows Eric, but yeah. he started doing stuff at his local gun shop. I've, I've done a video, several videos literally standing behind the counter at the gun shop. And what's so funny is, is after I started making videos there, like as soon as my video done was done, people come by and say, hey, so you think that's a pretty good gun? Yes, it's a great gun. And people have bought that gun after me doing a video, just by watching me do a video. So you're helping them create sales. Well, if this oh, yeah. guy's talking about it, they must be pretty good. I'm not saying it is, but that does happen. So they appreciate that as well. And if you do that, then you've, you never know what kind of deals you start working out with your local gun shop where they might waive the transfer fees. They might do this, that, and the other. Like Clover, they might if they have a gun come in that they think yeah. Clover might like, they're calling him before they put it on the floor. Why? Because That's he does a lot for them. You, get, you, get, yeah. you usually get, if, if you do enough business with them and, and promote them a little bit, they'll give you the, uh, like, hey, look what just came in. Yep, the heads. And some pictures. Yeah. You're like, all right, put it in the back for me. I'll come up. Exactly. I'll come before it even hits the floor, they're calling yeah. you before they do oh, anything. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't pay transfers. 
which is great, you know, when you're getting stuff in for TNE and whatever. Um, you know, anything that, that needs to go out for, you know, giveaway or anything like that, they handle it. Uh, and I, and I've even, I've even got a line of credit. I don't abuse it, but you know, I can literally walk in and not even pay for the thing and go, I want this. And they're like, okay. And fill out the paperwork and walk out without paying one red penny and just pay yeah. 20 bucks the next week, 50, 20, a hundred the next week, whatever, until it's paid for. And as long as I finish paying for it, they don't care. Basically before I, before I get another one, obviously. Right. Now, Rob care. does Rob does have a good point. He says people don't like cameras in their stores around here, and that's yep. going to happen awesome. everywhere. There's going to yep. be gun shops that don't like cameras. So, But that's part of knowing them, saying, hey, here's yep. what I'm trying to do. Is this something you'd be interested in? If they say no, don't try to talk them into it. Say, hey, cool, no problem. But if you tell them what you're trying to do and say this could benefit you as well, it's free advertising for them. You know? Yeah, it's, it's one of them things when you get into the whole creator thing enough, You've got to be able to sell yourself and you've got to be able to sell people on, you know, the idea, the benefits of, of working with you, you particularly, not any creator, but you particularly. And so that's, that's a whole separate thing when you start trying to sell yourself. Um, some people are good at that. Some people are not. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know the code <laughs> to, uh, you know, easy button to make that happen, unfortunately. Yeah, G23, or it was a Guns, and, Guns and Barbecue. Guns and Barbecue mentioned earlier, he said that, yeah. you know, he has a relationship with his gun shop, and they have become sponsors of his channel. And it's yeah. one of those things where we know Stan and SS Pawn and his relationship with Travis P11. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's just something about it, – it's, once again, it's – it's we talk – a lot of people talk, especially down here in the South, we talk about show, shopping local, shopping local, help out the local economy, especially in small towns like I live in. It's just one of those things where gun shops are still very, very important to the fabric of who we are as a country. And why not help them out? Because they might help you. But even if they don't help you out with free transfers or whatever, there's still something to be said about helping out a local gun shop. And more importantly, even if they don't give you free transfers, they might sit there and say, hey, guys, I am looking for this gun. If one comes into the shop, call me before you put it on the shelf. And if, if worst case scenario, they do that, you, you've made a friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah. I have a lot of them stacked up like that for some reason. They're like, Hey, look what just came in, put it in the back. Look what just came in, yeah. put it in the back. Look what just came in, put it in the back. And finally I was like, all right, guys, listen. I was like, okay, do you do layaway? Cause I don't have enough to buy 12 guns right they now. Do. That, that's the problem. <laughs> they do. They do free layaway. That's the problem. There you go. I've had guns in there for two years. I'm, I've had a layaway and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I've got some gorgeous guns. I got a a bar Browning Bar Two Safari Edition, gorgeous and three hundred Win Mag. Oh. Really expensive, but it's it's back there. I'll get it one day. So they're talking about Eric in the gun shop and all of that. Um, yeah. He's talking about he and Barry did the videos, and Barry's not his dad. True, but I will say this: rest in peace, Barry. By the way. Um, but we saw Barry, we saw his, uh, doppelganger at, at Wanamaker a couple of years ago. I swear yeah, to God, yeah. it was, Eric. I mean, it, it was Barry. We're like, dude, that is Barry. If I've ever seen him and ever before, it was hilarious. Like everyone stopped and like, Whoa, that's Barry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's back from the dead, back from the dead. But, uh, yeah, 
Is there anything right now that we haven't talked about, Clover, about Wanamaker that we should? Obviously, next week, we're going to try to get together so, and kind of do a debriefing of what we saw, what maybe what we bought, yeah. what happened. But going into cold. Wanamaker, is there any questions you have, first of all, TJ? I heard it's going to be cold, so apparently I need yeah. to dress. And the high is going to be about 55. It's cold in Tulsa, not because of temperature. The wind has nothing to stop it in Tulsa. Mm, it's yeah. going to be around freezing at night, 55 for the high. Bring it, especially for you, bring several jackets. Um, you can't wear flip-flops and T-shirt and shorts, I don't think. Unless you no really want to no freeze. Shirt and flip-flops, huh? All right. You can, but you're going to freeze. I don't want to hear you complaining. Uh, I, won't, I won't complain. I'll right. just drink more. There you go. And you'll have to get, you'll have to stop. There's just, there's just something you got to do. You're going to have to buy the $10 Philly cheese. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The cheesesteak is un, it's a $10, that's but it is the that, best cheesesteak you're for, ever going to. That's what I'm so, saying. Aside from me. Philly, it's the best cheesesteak I've ever had. You got to so, tell me what to get. So I know what, I know where the hot spots and the hot food So are. you are good with pretty much any of the food you get there. It's, it's, it's pricey, right. but I, I don't it's think I've ever show, eaten anything you know, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. In, at the gun show, not in Tulsa. No, definitely not. Um, right. But yeah, it's, it's any of the food there is, is outstanding. They have their own food vendors. It's not like um, local gun shows where, Maybe the 4-H or the FFA run the No, this is legit. These are like legit little uh, restaurants set up. So, um, you know, no matter. I mean, I've got the Frito pie, whatever, all the way up. I have never never got the Philly cheesesteak, but I do plan on doing that. It sounds Um, good. I really want one right now. I I get one every day, and I do it every time I'm there, and it's just that's part of the staple. I know I'm going to have a cheesesteak every day. That's just the way it is. So I budget twenty bucks a, a weekend for my cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. So plan. I say plan on spending the whole day there. Right. Um, and plan and budget on if you don't put some food or snacks in your backpack or something. Um, uh, you know, budget for you know having yeah. that for your for your food. We have a table. We have a table. I will buy food there. I like to experience everything. I will buy yeah. breakfast. Yeah. I will buy lunch. I will the buy great dinner. thing is we have a table there also. They give us a table for doing media. So there is a place to stage your backpacks, your jackets, your gear. So you don't have to carry and lug that everywhere you go if you don't want. So right. that does yeah, help. I'm going to go buy a jacket here in the next couple of days. And then uh, <laughs> the, I don't have a jacket. It's Florida. You can buy, you can buy one there. Jackets. I'm serious. You can buy a nice like surplus jacket there. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to get there first. Yeah, this true. is true. It's gonna this be cold true. for a little bit there. That's true. A little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah. All right, I might, I might wait. Never mind, I might wait. Um, right. I you would got a say hoodie? you got a gear report hoodie or something. Just wear the hoodie until you get a jacket. Come on now. <laughs> That's right. Jeff doesn't do hoodies. That's all we got. Right, there. <laughs> right. I've got a patch. And you're it's lucky hard. you have that. Yeah, it's hard to get a patch. Tell me about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so for for media or anybody else going um i say get there early for the purposes of parking the earlier parking, you can get yes. there the better uh be, otherwise you will be way way far away having to to park which sucks if you're doing media and you need to go back and forth to the vehicle for some reason um also the line to get in if we're talking about general public and you're just going to go attend in that capacity which there may be people out there who wants to and that's great and i encourage it uh be prepared to stand in a line to get through the front yep. door for sure a long um, line yeah 
Yeah, you're going to spend an hour, <laughs> I would say, in line. So just be prepared that, for that. After parking a, a half a mile away, if you get there yeah. too late. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna hop in. I'm gonna hop in somebody's truck or car in the trunk. Just hop. You're out gonna have. You're not gonna have to worry about vehicles. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, so. I guess everybody's gonna be there, huh? Yeah. So my my wife, if we if we end up getting there too late, um, she has threw me out on the curb before because I got my gear and stuff, and then she went and parked and then walked. You know what I'm saying? And then so. Yeah. I didn't have to tote the gear all the way up or whatever. Uh, but, let's be honest. He made her do that. Let's just I be didn't real. do it. She offered to do that. So, I mean, that is a, that is a perk of having multiple people, you know, in a vehicle and stuff. Yeah. But if you can park closer, it's better. Especially if you're like me, I usually keep snacks in the car and drinks and I've got my smokes and my other things. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to seeing you again as well. Looking forward to just being at Wanamaker uh, Buck says, I hope they don't run out of cheese. This is true. Last year in April, what? this year in April. So yeah. they, it was so funny because we were out smoking and this was Saturday afternoon and we were talking to the, the cheesesteak guy. They had to close down at like three o'clock on Saturday. They literally ran out of cheese. They were selling so many of them I'll that they like, ran out. Of, you can't sell a cheesesteak without cheese. So the next day they brought double the cheese and sold all of it too. But it's yeah. just one of those things where, you know, when you get that many people and the, and the rumors start going around, these cheese steaks are pretty good. They ran out of cheese because they weren't expecting well, to sell that many and they were selling a ton of them. And you're talking about a show that had never had a, had a, had a, you know, it had been consecutive forever. And then cough cough hits and yeah. they missed, and they missed an entire year or two in a row. So yeah. attendance was, was, oh, yeah. was, uh, was up there for sure. Yeah. And, and the good thing is, is this is my opinion. I think Clover will agree with me. Of the two shows, the November show is, tick, in my opinion, the better of the two. April's fun and all that, but November, it, it, it's got a better vibe. People are buying and getting ready for Christmas, and the hunters are out. I mean, it's the November show, I think, is better than the April. They're both great, but I'm glad you're coming to your first one in November because my first one is media yeah. was November and it was crazy good. You know, yeah. November is more to me. April is more personal collection heavy and November yeah. has more dealers, manufacturers, business type stuff there. Yeah. Now this and is I, true. The real reason why I'm going is because Sarge is going to be there. So exactly. I'm going to let the, 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 the cat out of the bag. I I'm going right. to see Sarge. So. And Gizzard. And I see Gizzard, yeah, Gizzard. Sarge doesn't come to all of them. He lives in the East Coast, so he doesn't come to all of them. So, right. but right. now that I heard that he's coming, that's the real reason why I'm going. Let's just be honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I got. I figured out how to book the uh, my pick my seat, so I got the extra leg room. I get the exit row on my. Oh, leg. exit row oh, or the bulkhead row? Either one are, are great. It is going to be. An- I personally like the bulkhead. If you can get the bulkhead, that's the way to go. You put your feet up on the wall. It's great. Yeah, it's a you know it, it's a it's weird. It's got like the end seat, and then it has like a single row, and then I'm right behind yeah. the single row by right by an exit. I'm like, oh, give me that. I have a big problem flying because I have such long legs, so I need the bulkhead and exit row. I know, I know. You so much, you don't because you know you're not that tall. But me being oh, a giant that I am, I know. you know, like a little kid yeah, you're only about a foot tall, really almost a foot air, taller right? than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a foot taller than I am, so it's all good. 
I'm not. No, you're not. Thank God. I, that's why I love you and Gizzard, man. You guys make me feel tall. You know, if, if, if it's only an inch, I, you know, I, I still feel like a giant around you guys. Well, I feel bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin everything then when I show up. No, no, no. Well, you're gonna ruin, it, but not for that reason. You know. <laughs> I'll ruin it for <laughs> other reasons. I'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No. So uh, this has been fun. I'm gonna give everybody a few times. Je- uh, Jeff's not here, so I'm assuming you might want to, but. Go ahead and plug anything that you guys are working on with Gear Report. I know you got the show coming up on Thursday. Are you going to do the show Thursday, or are you going to be getting yeah. ready to back and all yeah, that? Yeah, we're going to we're going to do the, uh, the this week at Gear Report on Thursday at nine. Um, so we're going to keep it. I'm not leaving until Friday morning, and like I leave at like three, so I'll be all right. I won't drink yeah. as many beers that time. So now Buck says oh. you might have to ride the horse. Um, I think that might be a possibility. Um, but it is coming up on Clover's birthday, so we might have to get TJ and Clover on the horse this year. And we won't tell you what that is until it gets there, TJ. That's just fine. Listen, have at it. I'm, 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 I'm the same way. I had a ride in April, and I had a blast. I've got cigars coming. I've got, I've got my Speedo. I'm ready to go. That's Be about it. a week away. Be about a week away from me. Something like that. Oh, hold on here. So Rod must have found some cell service. What's up, my man? Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you fine. How about you? Can you hear us okay? Uh-oh. I hear feedback. I don't know if I can do this much. I can't really hear you guys. I'm trying to do this on my phone in a motel room. No, I hear you. you we hear you just fine. Um, can you hear me enough to answer one question before we get out of here? I want I want you to kind of, kind of give us what your expectations are. What you're going to, are you going to want to make it to sell your stuff or to find maybe gun shops to do deals with or all of the above? Oh, mainly just like to sell our stuff and brand awareness. Just get our brand out there. Well, you're going to have about twenty to 25,000 people a day that you're going to be able to get your stuff in front of. So I think you'll have a good time. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and Shelly as well. I know she's put you on the road and she's flying in. That's how it should be. But uh, how's the road trip going so far? Shelly as well. I know she's put you on the road and she's flying in. That's how it should be. But uh, how's the road trip going so far? Oh, not bad at all. Just because like, I got to Cheyenne, stay here for the night, and then I'll continue on tomorrow. Not a bad drive. Awesome. Awesome. Um, real oh, quick before we get out here, Rod, do you want to uh, tell people what maybe that don't know? I think everyone here knows about Aegis Gun Care, but real quick, people are listening to podcasts and watch replay. Kind of tell people uh, who you are, what you guys do. Oh, awesome. I can hear you really good now all of a sudden. It just turned on. Nice. How about cool. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, real quick. Uh, our, like I said, our company is Aegis Gun Care. Um, we're an Idaho-based company now. We make lubes and solvents, gun cleaning kits, but everything's built around our um, lube and solvent, which I'm, I'm just a tad bit biased, but I think it's some of the best on the market. You know, so, and if someone needs to back me up, my wife will tell you it's some of the best on the market too. And so, I'll tell you, and Clover will tell you, there's a bunch of people that actually use the stuff that will tell you as well. Uh, I use her stuff not because Rod's a friend of mine, Um I was using this stuff when we first met that we barely even knew each other. We tested it out at Antares, and 
the stuff is the stuff is amazing. I love what you guys are doing right now. I'm assuming you're going to have a bunch of them at Wanamaker, but you want to tell people about the field kit, which I think is one of the most the best things you guys do. But it's not what a lot of gun company gun cleaning companies do. The field kit is something I think it could change what you guys are doing. No, I I'm glad to hear you say that because the funny thing about that field kit is I made that for me as a consumer. I mean, I own a company and all, but I'm a shooter. I'm a consumer. And I was looking for something small with just the basics. You know, we can all go out and we probably all bought them. Those big old huge gun cleaning kits for $100, $150. They have everything under the sun and they're awesome. But you don't use half that shit and you lose most of it in a month or two. This is true. You can't take it hunting with. You can't take it on the range. So I wanted uh, something I could do that. So I found those little, I wish I, since I'm in a motel room, it's all still packed in the truck. But. Just got those little packs zippered open up with Molly on them. I can get, get two of them av- available, advanced handgun one or just a field cleaning one. And it's all there on a Molly bag. You can put your own patch on it if you want or our patch or whatever. And I just think they're really cool. And we've had them on for, um, we started this new business with, well, I debuted it on your show, on this show, what, three months ago? Yep, something like that, yeah. And like we've been selling the kits for about two months. And I must say, I, I'm so thankful for everybody. They've been a hit, and people have been so good to us. I'm so happy. And I just I can't thank people enough. Like Today when I was driving out here, I got um, – and I shared a few of them on my Instagram, some other channels that have tried it, and just some of the stuff. I mean, like I told them, and I, I truly believe it, it's so humbling and honored to some of the kind words we've been getting them once people have got our stuff in their hands. And so pretty cool. But Wes sitting out there, you know, Wes is, uh, he lives in Tulsa and he goes, we get to see him twice a year in Tulsa. He goes there. He said, he'll buy something from me. So at least you'll have one sale. So there you go. So it's not <laughs> a, it's not a worthless trip, you know? <laughs> well, that'll pay for one meal. So we'll get you one. That's right. Uh, two gun kitties out there. What's going on? How you doing? Well, um, kind of glad you guys were still on. I got done with, doing what i had to do and got in the motel room and i pulled it up and said oh, hell they're still they're still talking well i'm glad you found cell service <laughs> oh come on now it's, really, it's not like we're in the middle of the desert of africa or something <laughs> i guess there's only a couple cell towers in wyoming you know that's probably around cheyenne or around jackson yeah, hole you know? i was gonna say i'm in cheyenne and they have the big air force base here so they have cell service here they have cell service there yeah i hear because I hear. they have all the missile silos. all the missile silos used to be around here too yeah. Uh, Rich White, who uh, got oh, a cleaning kit from you, he said he loves it. He put the, the link out there. I appreciate you, Rich. Yeah, thanks, Rich. Um, but they really have. I mean, to be honest with you, with after going from my old company to this one, you start a new company, you expect things to take a while. But I, I'm blessed. I'm happy. Just things took off faster than we thought. And that's good and it's bad, but now we've run into this whole thing with everybody else is running into. Yeah. Supply chain issues. Yep. Now yep. I'm dealing with that, but I think I got it figured out. So I Well, and I, and, I, and I hate to break this to you, and you know this more than anybody. This problem is not going away for a while. It's just going to be an ongoing thing um, until, not oh, to get yeah. political, but until other shit happens with who we have in office. Things aren't going to change, but I think that's going to change next year a little bit. The funny thing about it, some of the stupid little crap, like our lube bottles, just the little, the cap 
yeah. That, that goes on our lube bottle that you can squirt the stuff out. That little cap. That's killing me. Yeah. Can't yeah. get the damn things. So, oh well. But it's not a, I'm not alone. I can't complain. Everybody else is having problems too. All right. So we've got another cherry to pop. So no long, not only TJ's making his first trip to Wanamaker. Rod, you're you and Shelly are making your first trip to Wanamaker. This is the third one we've signed up for, though. But the first yeah, one I understand. you've been out. trying to go for a while. <laughs> but Two Gun Kitty says, going to my first Wanamaker gun show this weekend. So you better stop by and say hi and go check out Aegis. We'll make sure that we're going to do plenty of stuff. Be watching. I'm not going to be doing a lot of YouTube stuff uh, live from the gun show. First of all, there's terrible service there. Um, the Wi-Fi is terrible there. But uh, if you want to follow my stuff, and I'm sure Clover and TJ will tell you the same thing, follow my Instagram. I'll be posting a lot of stuff on Instagram of pictures of different guns. But we'll also take a picture of the booth number and all of that for Rod and Aegis Gun Care. So if you are there, go check out Aegis and tell them that Clover and I sent them and all of that. And they, you might not want to say that because they might charge you double if you tell them that we sent you well but go go and say hi to ride and shelly because they're great friends of ours for sure well, i'm going to tell you something too be be on alert just be aware and be on guard this weekend at the gun show we did for whatever reason shelly came alive and she's like a selling dynamo right now and somebody <laughs> stops in to say something and she latches on to them and they don't leave without buying something well first so. of all the fact that Shelly's become a dynamo does not surprise me. Um, no, that's kind of when she gets in the mode, she's in mode. And so, um, and honestly, I, I'm there to see her this weekend. I, I can talk to you whenever. I don't get to see Shelly. So I want to go and spend time with Shelly. I might have well, a kidnapper from me and walk around with her for a little while. Well, if you would rather see me than her, then you got issues. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> and I can't help you with those issues. <laughs> no, no one can. I've been trying for years, so you know it's what it is. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Well, Clover, well, we're gonna have there. a great time. Hi. What's up? I said it's Clover there. You can at least say hi. I am here, but okay. Between y'all were y'all were <laughs> sucking up all the oxygen in the room, man. Well, Clover's <laughs> just jealous of the bromance, I guess. You know. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I do. <laughs> I am not getting involved with that bromance. There, I'm not there. <laughs> Uh, there's no love triangle you guys are there's not even a a, no hell no there's not even a a love (laughs) segment here okay so uh hope not because one of us is gonna make the triangle i think (laughs) yeah well you it's all you you know what they say about tripods right just saying bipods are great but tripods are even better (laughs) well you all just tell me how that works out for you yeah <laughs> yeah, it kind of got dark there for a second, didn't it? Yeah. Man, what's going on up here? Yeah, yeah. All right, Clover, uh, go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about. More importantly, like I said, if there's anything else we missed about Wanamaker, go for it. Because um, you've been working with with Carrie and all of them for a while. Um, you want kind of? Is there anything cool insights about Wanamaker that we haven't talked about? You know, I don't. I don't think so. No. It's a pain in the butt for us to get our media passes every year. So if anybody makes that uh, journey uh, on Friday to go in and get those, hopefully it's a little better streamlined this year. But there's this chick. What is her name? 
Is it Julie or is it? I don't even remember. Oh, the one that kind of like the is blonde the, headed, the, the, the blonde headed, the blonde headed chick, the, the blonde that never remembers that us. And every single we've worked this every <laughs> single show for what four or five years now, and we always get media passes. And for some reason, she never remembers us or anything. So, um, no, I mean, what I'll, what I'll say, I guess. To uh, tell people what, maybe that don't know, I think everyone here knows about You Just Gonna uh, Care. Hey, Rock, can you mute that? No, my tablet just started all by itself. I shit you not. Oh, sweet. That is awesome. <laughs> and I can't get it to turn off. Yeah, hang on. Nobody else can, can mute him. Because Ghost doesn't yeah. have access. Um, yeah, I can mute him. Here, I just muted him. I muted him, yeah. I forgot I could do that on my phone. Yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, the blonde chick. And every year she forgets that there's 10, 12, 30 freaking media people. Yeah, right, whatever. I forget you guys. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. So hopefully we can bypass that this year. I'm hoping. I've kind of worked with uh, Carrie on that. Um no, I mean, I guess a couple things. The first is that my sort of wish list for Wanamaker, that video dropped earlier, so check that one out. Uh, I did back and forth a little bit through text with Two Gun Kitty, so I do got communication with uh, with them, which would be nice. Uh, definitely, you know, we're all pretty easy to get in touch with. Uh, get in touch with outside of uh, DMs and PMs and AMs and uh, interwebs if you can, uh, which would be text. Um, if you plan on making the trip and, you know, want to make sure that, uh, you don't mess us there at the show or whatever. Um, what else is there? Um, if, you, if, you, if, if there's make. anybody else out there that's looking for something, get a hold of us through sure. DMS or whatever. And, and sure. we can look and say, Hey, you know, this is available. If worst case scenario, we can get a card from that gun shop or whoever and, and give it to you. If you're looking for something, we can look for guns for other people while we're there too. So, oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. No, you were talking about the live thing earlier, so I put out a poll earlier, and here's the thing: I, I think I agree with you. Um, probably for the show at the show at the time that I'm in Tulsa, probably Instagram. I haven't put a lot of time yeah. and effort into Instagram lately, but we we can't show. Um, really anything from the show there's too many people handling guns walking around with them that kind of stuff and that's a youtube yep. policy issue live streaming so we're gonna have to do that kind of stuff on instagram if we do it um but another drawback to youtube uh and this is just my personal hang up is live streaming especially in kind of a downturn time we are right now on youtube uh if we don't get the engagement there it can really hurt us at least that's my perspective on my channel and I put a poll out earlier and only like 40%, you know, for like 40% said that they would try to catch it, but, you know, they would watch it in replay. Well, that's not good enough if I don't, you know. So it's looking like um, everybody's going to be busy on the weekend and may or may not be able, and I get that. So Instagram is, long story short, too late, I know, uh, is that probably Instagram is going to be the place for me to do what I do as well. Sounds good. Well, guys, uh, TJ, Rod, any closing words to pass out to the uh, the masses out there? No, just uh, looking forward to it and hopefully see a lot of people there. I want you to be safe on a drive there, man. I know you got a long drive. you got to go through uh, a lot of nothingness between there and Tulsa, but just be safe on the road for me. Oh, I'm more worried about just 
I haven't decided if I'm going to go around Denver and go through Nebraska or go down through Denver. It's an extra hour to go around through Nebraska, but it's probably less hectic. Denver's kind of – It all depends on what time you plan on going through Denver. If you go through it late at night or early in the morning, it might be okay. But uh, if it's going to be during the day, yeah, I'd probably bypass it. Yeah, it's going. it'd be through the day, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Denver's a pretty place, but uh, I wouldn't want to drive through there right now. No. TJ, you got anything else that you want to bring up, especially for gear report or anything like that? No, we got our we got the show tomorrow. I'll be there. Or wait, is it tomorrow? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. I'll be yeah. there at nine, and then uh, yeah, I'll be. I'm ready. I mean, this is this is like a mini vacation for me because me and Crystal are both going, so it's going to be. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I'm going to be. I'll be on high TJ phase there, so there'll be, there'll be some consumption. <laughs> well, here's the cool thing about what's ha- what, what what I love about our community is G23 is going to be doing a live stream. And he'll, uh, if we want to jump in on his live stream, he can host the live stream. We can kind of give updates if we want to jump in throughout the day. So be on the lookout for G23 because one of us might jump in while we're outside or something, getting a bite to eat and just kind of catch everybody up. But uh, that'll probably be the only way I go live is if I jump in on G23s. But like, be looking on my stuff for Instagram. I'll be doing most of my stuff from Wanamaker on Instagram. But yeah, thanks, G23, for doing that as well. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for watching. We're coming on the two hour mark. I really appreciate everybody watching live. If you're watching and replay or listening in podcast, go ahead and leave a comment down below. If you're looking for anything in particular, or if you want us to, you know, take some cool pictures of some cool guns that you're looking for, let us know what those are. And we can try to definitely take some pictures of those. If you're going to be in Tulsa and you haven't thought about our around Tulsa this weekend, and you never thought about going to the Wanamaker gun show, go, it's $10. It's the best $10 you could spend, and uh, more importantly, go see SS Pawn while you're there. Go see Aegis Gun Care while you're there. Go see Fort Scott Munitions. Go see um, Black Rain Ordnance. There's some of the companies that we all work with and are all good friends with that are always there. Celtic Holsters will be there. Um, So, yeah, and there's going to be about 10 or 12 of us that are going to be there, so we get to meet up twice a year to see each other and all that because some people go, don't go to shots. So this will be the only time we get to see some of these guys. So it's fun. It's a fun meetup and all of that. Come by and say hi to our table. Well, I'll put out a picture on Instagram and on Facebook, probably even in the community tab on YouTube of where our booth number is. So if you're there, come by and say hi. There'll be someone there at all times. You know, there'll be more than people, more than others uh, will be there, but there should be at least someone there at all times at our table and all of that. But um yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for the chat out there. It was great talking to everybody out there. If you're going to be in Tulsa, we will see you this weekend. Thanks for uh, watching, and happy birthday to my Marines tomorrow. Semper Fidelis, and happy Veterans Day on Thursday. We'll see you soon. Semper Fi.